It's a sunny afternoon on a quiet suburban street. A young man strolls down the sidewalk, glancing at each house that he passes. And then he sees something, something that stops him dead in his tracks. In front of him is a nondescript white semi-detached house. And on the porch of that house, clearly visible from the street, is a box. The young man casually walks up to the porch, picks up the box, and then darts back to the sidewalk. The whole journey takes him less than 10 seconds. He then rounds the corner and gets into his car. Tossing the box onto his passenger seat, he drives quickly away. But the curiosity of what's inside the box is just too much for him to handle. He needs to know, and he needs to know now. He stops the car and picks up the box. And as he opens the box, something insane happens. There's an explosion. But probably not the kind of explosion you're thinking of. Nobody gets hurt by this blast because this explosion is a glitter explosion. What was inside the box was a glitter bomb. And now the young man's car and clothes and hands and face are all caked in multicolored glitter. And as he sits there, in complete shock, trying to comprehend what has just taken place, the box makes a sort of spraying sound. And almost immediately, not only is the car filled with glitter, but it's also filled with a smell. The most horrible, most powerful smell you could possibly imagine. Inside of the package, there's an automatic spraying mechanism that's hooked up to a spray can full of fart spray. Our glittery porch pirate is now not only incredibly shiny, but he's also stinky too. That scene was actually from a stunt that former NASA engineer and current YouTube star Mark Rober pulled after he became fed up with people stealing stuff from his porch. And he wanted to seek revenge through two of the deadliest tools known to man, glitter and farts. But as someone who also loves online shopping and has also had stuff stolen off of his porch, I can totally relate to his frustration. And short of spending six months building a glitter bomb of my own, which I would never be able to pull off anyway, is there anything else I can do to protect my goods? And that's when I found a possible solution. There are products out there designed to secure your packages on your porch, and they are designed to only be openable by two people, the package delivery person and you, no one else. To me, this sounds so great, and and I feel like I need this in my life now, but... Given that this is hackable, I have a sneaking suspicion that when put under the hacker's microscope, what looks like a foolproof way to secure your stuff may in fact turn out to be anything but. Welcome to Hackable, an original podcast from McAfee. This computer is on the job around the clock in case of attack. Their principal target is you. The design is complete, but will it work? Shake hands with danger. I'm Jeff Siskin, and I'm joined as always with Bruce, the heart of rock and roll. (laughs) Hello, Jeff. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm I'm, I'm still beating. You are still beating. (laughs) I think anytime I can make a reference to the great... Huey Lewis. Oh. Uh, I take advantage of that uh, anytime I do. I love 
I love Huey. You know, I, I need to start Huey. playing that for my children. You should. Like, you should. I, we went through the Pixies and Fugazi the last couple of weeks, so I think I Huey think the Lewis natural good... the natural evolution from yeah. Pixies and Fugazi <laughs> is Huey Lewis. That's kind of the holy trinity. <laughs> I think so. uh, and I think I think all of those guys hang out together. I'm somewhere. sure they do. I'm sure, I'm sure they do. do. Bruce, in a couple minutes, I'm going to get onto an aeroplane and mm-hmm. head down to uh, Hillsboro, Oregon, right. to hang out with uh, Sam Quinn, who is a researcher at the McAfee Advanced Threat Research Team. And uh-huh. Sam has figured out some wacky way to break the smart lock. But it's not just any smart lock. This mm-hmm. is one of those products that I want and I need in my life. Uh-huh. I order so much stuff online. It's it's not even funny. I feel very bad for all of the stores <laughs> in my area that I'm not uh, frequenting. Right. I order so much stuff, but but the weakest part is the delivery part. It gets to my door, which is great, but if I'm not home, this, these lovely boxes of merchandise sit on my porch, and often, quite frankly, they don't even ring the bell. So it's yeah. often when, when I'm going out to walk my dog, it'll be like, oh, there's a, yep. there's yep. a thing on my porch. And I've had stuff stolen off my porch before. So this is uh, a lock that can lock up a, a box or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh and keep your stuff safe and has some a cool mechanism where the delivery people by using I think the little UPC code can actually unlock it. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 yep. kind of a it's it's a cool smart lock device. So Sam has figured out a way unfortunately I think to hack this. <laughs> so so maybe I don't want it in my life. Right. So I've had stuff stolen on my porch and mm-hmm. and it sucks when that happens. Our story producer Pedro Mendez found a story while researching this episode about a guy named Sergio Moreda who has a crazy story about porch pirates stealing stuff from his porch. So I want to play that for you now. All right. Sergio Moreira makes replica wrestling championship belts. Or, more precisely, he takes replica belts and makes them better. He replaces the plastic diamonds with cubic zirconia, the vinyl with actual leather. He does all this until the belts look and feel pretty much like the real thing. And that's why a guy named Tim first contacted Sergio. And he said, well, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to completely redo a belt so that I can try to sell it to make some money to pay for my kids' uh, doctor's bills. You see, Tim's five-year-old son, who's named Timmy, has had several operations for a brain tumor the size of a golf ball. The family is drowning in medical bills. So Sergio started helping out upgrading belts for Tim to sell. And it turns out, Timmy also had his own favorite belt that his dad wanted to get upgraded. It's his favorite, it's his universal belt. How much would you charge me to do it since you know my situation? And I said, I'll give you a really good price on it. And the whole time, I never planned to charge him anything. So Tim sends the belt to Sergio in the mail. As luck would have it, the package arrives on Sergio's porch when he's at a wrestling event. Sergio doesn't even know it's been delivered until he receives an alarm from his home security system. I check my video doorbell and I see these two ladies run up to to my porch and grab two boxes and run off the porch with them. Yeah, that's right. Porch pirates had stolen Timmy's belt. Sergio, still at the wrestling event, immediately alerts Tim, pretty much breaking Timmy's heart. Sergio also posts the footage on Facebook along with Timmy's story. The thing goes viral. Not only is it picked up across social media, the police catch wind and news stations start asking for interviews. I don't think my phone stopped ringing, stopped vibrating. All the attention gets Sergio some leads, but no belt. So 
A few days after the robbery, Sergio is out sitting on his porch on the off chance the thieves will drive by again and he can identify them. Eventually, a car does turn onto his street and starts driving towards Sergio's house. It slows down. And parks in my driveway. But when I look in the car, I see that it's two women and they look familiar. I'm thinking, oh, this is them. At this point, I'm not sure. Are they coming here to confront me? Are they coming here to apologize, to return it, to yell at me? I have no idea. Sergio stands up, not sure what he's about to face. The two women step out of the car, and Sergio notices they're carrying something. Not a box, but a large pink tote bag. They walk towards the house, up the steps of the porch, and without saying anything, they place the bag in front of Sergio. He looks down and sees Timmy's belt. And they say, uh, we are so sorry. We had no idea what we were doing. We've never done this before. It was so stupid. They said they have problems with drugs and they were sleeping on their friend's couch and they didn't know what was in the boxes, but they were hoping it's something they could sell for food. One of them told me, I have my my own child. I have a six-year-old. I would never dream of someone doing that to my child. Sergio's feelings of concern and even anger melt away. Instead, this is what he said to them. I forgive you. I'm, I, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you having the courage to bring it back and apologize. And that means more to me than anything. And then I gave them both a hug and I told them, please, I, if the police come, I'm not going to press charges. But only if you seek help. After the women left, Sergio came back into his house with the belt and wondered what to do. Should he call the police? or the media, or just post about it on Facebook? No. First and foremost, he had to do a video call with Tim and Timmy. And I just pointed the phone inside the... the. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting a little emotional. I, pu- I, I pointed the phone inside the uh, tote, and I just all I heard was Timmy saying, my belt. He just screamed out, my belt, my belt. And I heard Tim say, they brought him back. And I said, they're back. They're back. We got him. Sergio, of course, did some of his best work on that belt. And it's Timmy's prized possession. He brings it to bed every night. Sadly, though, the story doesn't really have a happy ending. Timmy's health is still up and down, and his family is still struggling with medical bills. When this story originally broke, they did receive a bunch of donations, But then the news cycle moved on. To cope, Timmy's dad has taken on a new side job. Now Tim's learning how to restone belts himself. And he'll ask me, hey, how do I do this? Or, hey, where do I get the stones for this belt? And and he's going to try to do it for people on the side and make a little extra money. And I wish him the best. I told him, anything you need, you let me know, man. That was Pedro Mendez talking with uh, Sergio Moreda. That's a, it's an amazing story. It is. It is. Actually, I remember seeing that uh, when it when it kind of was was happening. That was really interesting. Yeah, and and, and I'm not a current fan of WWE, but I certainly <laughs> uh, in the 1980s when uh, Hulkamania was at yes. full tilt. Yes. I am actually curious if I can. I would buy one of those belts would in you? a second. That would be awesome. Um. In the meantime, I uh, have a plane to catch. So I am going to hop on a plane and head to uh, Hillsboro, Oregon, which is uh, just outside of Portland, to meet with Sam Quinn, who is from McAfee's Advanced Threat Research Team, who has promised to show me 
how he can uh, hack this uh, lock that keeps your online packages safe once they get delivered. So I guess they're not really safe at all. Is what Sam is going to show me <laughs> is that is that we're all screwed. How you can feel that they're safe. How you can feel that they're safe and then very, very quickly feel that they're unsafe. So uh, that's, a, that's a trip worth taking. And uh, I will talk to you when, uh, when I get back. Excellent. Good luck. Thank you. Sam Quinn. Yep. Hello. We are here today to do something that I am totally excited about uh, because I think I could use it in my life. It's a product I didn't know existed, but uh, I've had stuff stolen off my porch. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I want you to describe what, what are we looking at here? Okay. So it's a smart uh, padlock that you can put on a secure lockbox out in the front of your house or whatever. Um, and when a package gets delivered, they scan the tracking barcode off the the package that's being delivered and it will unlock this lock. So um, the only way to unlock it is you being the owner using Bluetooth or a package out for delivery. So it's basically a giant padlock, a giant yellow padlock in this case. And so you could lock, uh, in this case, it's a giant box, but it could you could lock a shed or you could, whatever you wanted. Absolutely, and this a bike. Keeps, <laughs> a bike, and, and this, this keeps your, your online deliveries safe. It, supposedly. Supposedly. Okay, I guess that's the key word. And so this is a device, if you're going to order something off of an online retailer and, and as opposed to them just putting it on your front porch, as the person tends to do in my neighborhood, and often they don't even come up to the porch. They'll just put it, you know, on the front stair, yeah. uh, making it very obvious for passerbyers that something juicy has arrived at your house. This will keep it secure? Yeah. So um, the box lock is uh, connected to the internet and will... Go to Amazon, FedEx, UPS, and actually validate that this box is for you, and then unlock and hopefully secure your package from the passersby. So this particular device, this is owned by your team, McAfee's Advanced Threat Research Team, and you guys have it here for the purposes of demonstration. But in the real world, if I was a delivery person and I encountered one of these locks, how would I open it? Um, it has a button, and you click it, which initiates a barcode scanner. And then it scans the same UPC um, barcode that's on a normal package that's out for delivery. Now, this is one of those things that I would love, and it feels too good to be true. And I'm going to guess that you're about to tell me that it is too good to be true. I might. <laughs> might. Okay. Excellent. And so I want to see this in action, but we're currently in a office. And I feel like this is not the right setup. Because this is the kind of thing, could we take this outside and actually put it on a doorstop to kind of indicate... I think that's where it should be. Okay, so so uh, let's do it. Let's, let's, All right. let's try this. Let's put it outside. Okay. Excellent. Thankfully, it is a beautiful day while we're doing this. I've done this in horrible weather. Not raining either. <laughs> Not raining either. Which is, is that rare here? Uh, yeah, it, it's always <laughs> raining. Okay. So this is where my packages from any kind of online retailer would get delivered. I've put this. You know, you have a very secure-looking box yeah. uh, locked up. This would be on my porch, and I'm expecting that prize delivery of whatever. Along comes the delivery person. Show me what. Show me what they would do. Okay, so I have a box here with a um, tracking code. Um, this one happens to be out for delivery. That's actually very important. Okay. Um, it won't unlock with an old uh, tracking number or anything. So they've tied it in really closely with the. APIs to only unlock when it's out for delivery. Excellent. Sorry, what, what's an API? So an API is kind of a way that developers 
um, can t communicate with other applications. So BoxLock has worked with um, FedEx and Amazon and UPS all to uh, you know query their services to see if boxes are out for delivery. So all these different applications can talk to each other using API. It's kind of it's the it's the universal language. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that that I understand. Okay. So so here we are uh, on a, a random stranger's doorstop. Yeah. Um, I, hope, I hope if they come home, we'll just have to explain what we're doing. But uh, you're going to pretend you're Mr. Uh, online delivery person. Yes. Mr. Courier. We arrive uh, up on this porch. Okay. And what, and what yeah. Do we do? Here we go. So how do we open? We this? Uh, click the button to. Um, Initiate the barcode scanning, and then you can hear it beep, and then open, and then so the, the box can be unlocked. And there you go. We place the package in there, and then we'll close it up. And then it's as easy as just closing the lock again. And now when the, uh, the owner comes home, they can unlock it with their phone and retrieve the package. All right, so so this seems pretty straightforward. My amazing package uh, is inside the box. Yeah, and this is like this is great. This is it feels like this is the missing link. This feels like something I would use. Yeah, sometimes like, with this technology, it, it feels like it's it's you know doesn't necessarily make our life better. It just makes it more complicated. But this, I like this. Yeah. Before you show me what you've figured out about this. I'm sort of curious about your job. Like, wh how do you, how did you get the idea that, that this kind of lock was worth looking into? Yeah, so um, one of my, my boss uh, kind of came up with this idea. He thought he was very innovative, thinking that he's had his packages stolen too before. Um, and when he mentioned it, I was like, oh wait, I've seen that before. And we Googled it and we found the box lock. So. Um, sometimes our uh, targets that we research are haphazard as that. Sometimes they're very planned out, but this one happened to be um, something that we just came up with, and then we found out someone's already made it. So then you just order one of these things and, and try and break it? Yeah, we order it. We um, usually try to get in contact with the company, um, but for this one, we just bought it and then just kind of poked around, then found a vulnerability disclosed it to them. They were really responsive, got it actually patched in a couple weeks. Um, and uh, it was really, really fun. Okay, so I wanted you to show me, we're here on a stranger's porch, uh, and you have put a package inside of this box and then locked it with this smart lock. Yes, all right, so. Okay, so what happens now? I'm not the owner of this box lock, so I actually won't be able to unlock it without the app okay. but and and how would the owner of this box lock have unlocked it you use the box lock app that you would already paired with the device and then you just click the unlock button and it magically opens and then you would retrieve your package okay this so this sounds great so show me what you found though okay so we noticed that it was talking over bluetooth low energy which is a little bit different than regular bluetooth that we're all familiar with there's a mobile phone app called nrf connect that actually scans for Bluetooth low energy devices. And uh, while you connect to it, you can actually see some important things like credentials on this device. And we could reuse those credentials to potentially unlock this, this lock. Okay, so I don't totally understand what you're talking about, but I, but I, I wanna play hacker with you. Okay. So let's, let's leave this lockbox 
on this person's random porch. I think they're not coming home, so I think they're probably <laughs> good. And let's let's uh, let's go onto the street. Okay. And let's let's scan. You know, let's scan. Okay. All right. Come with me. Okay, so now we are, you know, probably thirty feet yeah, from from the say. box. Uh, I can see from the street that there is a box, and it's a bright yellow lock. It's <laughs> easy to see. Easy yeah. to see. And so you are Joe Hacker, and you're here with your cell phone. Yeah. So what do you what do you do? All right. So first of all, we open up the NRF Connect app. Okay. So and this is just an app. What what is this app? Uh, it's a Bluetooth developers app, I think. Um, I've only known it for scanning devices like this, but I'm sure there's more of a useful purpose than only hacking things. With okay. Um, so what we can do here is see how many devices are out there. So these are just pages and pages of Bluetooth low energy devices. Those are all the Bluetooth devices on within, the street. within range. Yeah. Yeah. So that's crazy. We're seeing a lot of them don't have names, but okay. um, there's a, looks like a couple TVs. Yeah, you're just scrolling what seems like an endless, I'm sure it ends at some point, but an endless list yeah. of, I guess, and are those like IDs? Yeah. And like, like, so you can see that this one looks like it's an Apple device. This one's a, a Windows device. Okay. Um, so uh, all of these have Bluetooth low energy and okay. they're broadcasting out that they support it. Um, however, we can see that there is a box lock device right here. So what do you do next? So let's just click connect to it. Okay. Um, and since this is using Bluetooth low energy with the Just Works protocol, no pins necessary to connect to this. It just allows any device to connect. You're just connecting from your phone to a box lock device that you don't own. Absolutely. And we can <laughs> now see actually some of those credentials that I was talking about earlier. Um, there's the email that they signed up for with. Oh my God. So this is on your screen. Uh, I can see it's a bunch of gobbledygook and then I can actually just see an email address. Yeah. And then there's a, a token or a password. Maybe one of the other interesting aspects is this one has a right access to it. So it has an up arrow meaning okay. that it can send data. Well, so you can send data from your phone straight to the box lock unauthenticated. Holy and so that is where things get interesting. Okay. <laughs> um, if we yeah. start um, typing in certain values to send to it, like the value number two. So you're just, you're just literally sending it a number two? Number two. And that means something to the box It lock. means something, yeah. Okay. Not much to us, but if we send the value number two, <laughs> the box lock just popped open. So from... I see on the porch the, uh, oh my God. So the, the lock just, it just unlocked itself. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. And, and oh my God. <laughs> that was the easiest cool. too. Yeah. That was as easy as two. And how did you figure out it was two? Did you just um, put a So we actually looked through the Android app and kind of figured out what the values meant. We found a couple others. Um, we could reset the device, uh, which could also be a problem. Um, but the number two happened to be the open command. Oh my God. Okay. That's, uh, that's amazing, Sam. And so what, so now I could, you know, I could just, as Mr. Hacker, I could just go walk up to there yeah, and, and take, take whatever. The, and then lock the it up and they wouldn't even know that you opened it. Really? Since it's technically using the same protocol as the, the owner's app, they don't get notified for it. Okay. Amazing. 
Okay, I think we should take this box off of the person's porch before they come home. I think but so too. Uh, this is awesome. <laughs> I'm back with Bruce Snell. Holy smokes. Yeah, that, that one's tough, right? Because I, I, th- I think I'm with you where I think that it seems like a product that would be very useful and something that I would potentially add to my... Yeah, well, <laughs> and it's, it's one of those things. I, I've seen it with my own two eyes, Bruce, that, that uh-huh. it, it can be hacked. And, and I understand um, part of what they do uh, at the Advanced Threat Research Team is they do what they call responsible disclosure. So mm-hmm. they worked with uh, the BoxLock company uh, right. to, to patch this thing. So I actually think the ones you buy in the store today are fine, mm-hmm. um, which is great. And apparently they were great and really, really great to work with and, and very quickly Yeah, it sounded like they thing. responded very quickly. Yeah, so, that, so that's, that's really positive. But just in the back of my mind, it's like, ah, crap, of course, like... Well, the first thing I think of is, you know, if, if there's one vulnerability that... I doubt that's the only one in the yeah, software. Yeah. You know, it it makes me uh it, it makes me a little nervous, but um but I still want one. I do too. And you know, and and you and I have had this discussion before where, you know, I I really want a smart garage door opener and I really yes. want a smart lock for my front door, but I just I still don't think the security's there. I mean, yeah. and, and as we saw in this, I mean, he he basically scanned for, you know, Bluetooth low energy devices that were listening didn't have to log into anything and literally sent the number two across and it unlocked the box. But I wonder like if this is one of those cases where the alternative is that Mr. Postman just puts a box on my porch, which is is 0% protected. At least this (laughs) takes some hacker know-how to do. So even if this is 10% better, though I I imagine it's probably more like 90% better, yeah. Do you want Maybe me to give you the reassuring answer response? I don't know. Or, okay, Bruce, or, what should I do? Well, so to be honest, it you know, it does take somebody like Sam to come in the first time and and really do the research and and find out how to, you know, how to exploit this. Um but then once that information's out there, what's to stop a, you know, just a run of the mill thug uh from, you know, paying somebody 50 bucks for the application that's going to let them walk around the neighborhood and be opening boxes left and right. <sighs> Fine. So then, <laughs> so then, okay. So, so this, this particular hack has been patched. Yeah. So, yeah. so I could go out and get one of these things or, or, or something like yeah, you could. their you competitors. Could. Um, and if I do want one of these things and, and quite frankly, I do. So what, what, what can I do to make sure that my smart lock, like, is there anything I can do or just hope? Well, I mean, with a lot of these sort of products, you have to, you know, do a little bit of research, right? Look for the the name of the box and, you know, do do a search for, you know, lockbox vulnerabilities or lockbox hack, um, you know, something like that. And I mean, that'll help. Um, honestly, like in, in this particular case, I'd probably almost fight fire with fire and couple that up with like a ring doorbell or something to, you know, so that you would see, you know, let's, let's just say somebody was able to come in and, and hack it. At least you would get a notification and, and a picture of who that person was and at least be able to track, you know, whoever's stealing your, your package. Um, so, I mean, I, I think those would be kind of the way I, I would go because otherwise, 
I mean, you you can't you can't yourself patch the the box, right? Like, I mean, you, you can't expect you know somebody that just bought the this lockbox for for Christmas to be able to go in and and update the software and, and patch it themselves, right? Unless there's something there from the from the company. Um, so I think the number one thing to do is to check if the 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 product you're thinking of buying has any known vulnerabilities, um, and if they do. Maybe look at, you know, look at an alternative or look at some other company that's doing the same thing. And then possibly couple it with a smart doorbell or something else that right. has part of a security. Yeah. So I, I think it's, you know, it's much like in, you know, computer security for an enterprise, you know, you always want to do defense in depth, right? You want to have multiple layers of defense. So in this case, maybe, you know, if, if buying a smart lock is the right way to go for you. Um, I would double it up with, you know, a little bit extra security and have the, uh, you know, a, a smart doorbell or a smart, you know, uh, flood cam or something like that, uh, watching as, as people go in and, and access the lockbox. This was a pretty technical hack and there's all sorts to it. Uh, if you want to find out more about anything Sam did, including a link to the super techie research paper that he released on this, you can check that out at our website, hackablepodcast.com. As well, if you want to get in touch with the show about anything, um, there's a whole bunch of ways to do it, including from our website. But my personal favorite way is the Hackable Hotline. If you have questions for Bruce or you want to tell us what you think about the show, we listen to every message that comes through there and are totally tickled to hear uh, your voices and what you think of the show. The number for that is 1-855-4, and that's the number for Hackable. Again, that's 1-855-4-HACKABLE. And once again, this has been Hackable, an original podcast from McAfee. Thanks so much. 